Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. Great to have your company again this week and I hope that your Amazon sales are going very well this Christmas. Now, this week's episode is with a new friend of mine, Tudor Tanasi, who speaks to us all the way from Transylvania in Romania. Uh, he's a high six-figure seller after just two years, mainly selling in the United States, but also recently launched his products and his brands into Europe with a focus on the UK and Germany. Now, he shares lots of tips and tricks, which have got him to where he is today. And he combines tools like Helium 10, Cerebro, and Amazon's own brand analytics tool to figure out the best keywords to rank on when he's launching his products. Uh, speaking of Helium 10, if you'd like to save 50% off your first month or 10% off your lifetime access to Helium 10, uh, just go over to the australianseller.com forward slash Helium 10. It's all one word. Uh, yes, it is an affiliate link, but it's actually the only way that I know of to offer you a discount, which was given to me by Bradley Sutton when he was on the show a few months ago. Now, of course, it also comes with free access to Kevin King's amazing Freedom Ticket course, which is normally like $1,000, which is about, converting that into Australian dollars, about 2.7 million Australian dollars. So it's by far the best course around. Uh, anyway, Tudor and I today also discuss Amazon's new IP Accelerator program, so you can uh, obtain brand registry within a few short weeks instead of like nine months while you wait for a standard trademark to come through. Uh, we talk about the transparency program, Amazon's Project Zero program, which helps sellers combat hijackers and counterfeiters. But anyway, I started off today by asking him how he got started selling on Amazon. Yes, so around two years ago, when I started, I started with uh, two friends of mine. Uh, we've launched a product that was not successful. They gave up and I keep continuing. They actually had businesses in Romania and they said that they don't want to give up the, the, their businesses in Romania for the Amazon thing because they thought, thought it's way too competitive and such. And they gave up and I keep continuing and uh, I'm still doing until today so is that actually yeah. amazon europe or is that amazon usa it's uh i've started with usa and for like the last four months we entered into the europe the more more strongly in uh, united kingdom and germany maybe we can dive into that as well i'm really keen to hear mm -hmm. how you've sort of yep. gone i oh, know it's only a very short period of time but really interesting to yes. see how how mm -hmm. things are going there so so what what categories do you sell your products in? You're all over the place or are you really so, specializing? In no. Uh, right now we have two brands in beauty. And by the start of next year in January, we are going to launch a new brand in office and a new brand in, in, a new brand in arts and crafts. All right. So like, that's like we're getting up to like six mm -hmm. brands. Uh, only four. I ho have two right now and two are on the way. But next year I'm looking to launch another two to four brands and each one of them to have around four to six products, depending how much I can go with that niche. That sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. So 
All right. So maybe I'm assuming that you started with the beauty brands first. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. So, and so let's let's maybe just hone in on that. So the beauty brand, how many products do we have in the beauty brands at the moment? Right right now, in total, I have eight products, uh, mm-hmm. six of them on one brand and two of them on another brand. How are they going? Like, do, uh, they are going well. Germany? They are going well. Yeah. Uh, beauty niche, it's a very interesting niche because it's one of the most competitive as the supplements mm-hmm. one. It's extremely competitive, but the good part is that uh, most of the buyers in the beauty niche are women. And uh, you can actually sell the products on a higher price. And over time, the prices won't drop that much because women care more about what they put on their skin than saving $5, let's say. Okay. <laughs> so if you're, la- yes, if you're launching like a toilet brush, they're going to check the lowest price because it's a low toilet brush, right? But mm-hmm. if you're launching like uh, something, a cream or a serum or, or anything like it, they are going to be able to pay more because it's more important for their skin. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I'm assuming that these beauty products are actually sourced from America. Is that right? Uh, I have beauty products from, yes, I have one product from uh, America and all of them, all others are from uh, China. I have like skincare tools as well, not only like moisturizer and stuff like that, but uh, you can get the approvals from China. All you have to do is like to search a very well-established factory who got all the FDA approvals. What I actually did when I first... uh, source my first product that's like uh, consumable from china i asked a quality check company in there to go into Mm -hmm. their factory and actually make an audit take the photos Uh check the documents and all that stuff in order to be sure that i'm dealing with the right people and not get my account shut down and people getting all Mm -hmm. kinds of things on their face because of me yeah, that's a yeah bit of a risk, and obviously yeah. you can get caught at the American Customs as well, the United States Customs, on the way in if you don't have all the right certification uh, from the manufacturer. Yes, of course. So, what 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 was your sort of um, approach, I guess, to deciding that they were the right products to start selling or to sell? Like, what was your product research? <laughs> well, and how, did that, uh, how did that work? At at first, I went like uh, very dumb you know i was i didn't make so much product of uh, product research and uh, my first product actually failed and after that i got a bit wised up and uh, i started using some tools like viral viral launch and helium 10 uh, I've uh, also improved my product research over time. I learned to check how, like using Kipa, how many reviews per month are they getting? How many, uh, if that niche is uh, attacked by black hat people, because if mm. there's black hat, you, if you're going to get to the top, eventually you're going to get attacked, right? So, uh, like demand of the niche, what keywords to rank for, because you can launch a competitive product. But you can rank for smaller keywords and still get those sales because mm-hmm. the keyword, as uh, if it's high volume, will be way harder to rank and maintain your rank there as well as cash flow. You know, it's going to require mm-hmm. way more cash flow to maintain that key that ranking on a keyword that's a uh, hundred thousand searches a month, right? That's true. Yeah. So in terms of obviously, you've done all the research now, or these days you're a little bit more. 
I guess, savvy about the fact that, you know, there's Black Hat and you're not going after the bigger keywords. So do you just, do you kind of launch or try and get visibility on lots of longer tail, less volumed keywords? And is that mm, is that your approach and just stay away from those yes. bigger keywords? No, no, I'm not staying away from big, bigger keywords, but I'm what mm. I'm trying to do until I reach a number of relevant reviews you know, because if everybody in the first page has like a thousand, five hundred, four hundred, seven hundred reviews, it's mm. not going to convert that well for you. Even if you're going to have a lower price in the beauty niche, if you're having like twenty reviews, because people in there mm. need like social proof, right? Yeah. So uh, until I get like fifty, a hundred reviews, I'm going for the lower keywords. I'm trying a healthy review to sales threshold. And I also trying to uh, have a little bit of cash flow from there, you know, because, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So in terms of like actually your first order, was that an all in? Like, did you spend a lot of money on your first order or did you take, uh, not just even, order yeah. just an MOQ, mm-hmm. a quite small MOQ? So right, not even right now I'm launching with uh, huge orders because mm. even uh, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, you can still fail. So mm. I had friends who launched products. Uh, I don't want to give the name of the products, but he mm, ordered like 5,000 products and he went in for like uh, something like $25,000. And he, mm. he had the person who did, who did the due diligence. But when the product came in, it was actually flagged for some reason and he unflagged it. But uh, for some reason, he cannot rank anymore. I don't know why. I think the product was flagged and he's not making any sales. He says in the holiday season, like five units a day. Oh, that's yeah. bad. So yeah, mm. that's a huge risk, you know. All yes. the time I go with a thousand units. Depends on the niche. If it's, if it's a medium to high competition, I go a thousand with two thousand, something around there. And if it's medium okay. to low competition, even low, I go with five hundred. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. So what about the keyword research? You mentioned Helium 10. Is there anything specific yeah. that you do in Helium 10? Like you've so, researched the product and yeah, what's yes, the story? I can do you, give do you, you like an, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, do you, do you start with keywords first and then find a product or do you find a product and then figure out what the keywords um, are around that product? Yeah, so I can give you a f- small tips that's going to like ease your life here. So um, awesome. yeah, when you see a product, let's say you do your keyword research and you find a product, right? You take that ASIN mm-hmm. and you put it in uh, Helium 10 Cerebro, right? In mm-hmm. there, you search for top five to 10 keywords that are most relevant and high volume for that product. Mm-hmm. After that, you take those keywords, you put them in brand analytics, in brand registry, in uh, under the reports in Amazon, if you need to have the mm-hmm. brand registry 2.0. You put yep. those in there you, and you actually find the search find uh, frequency rank that's inside Amazon. Mm-hmm. And after that, you can make a decision. What I also do, I go to each brand. I ask for, uh, I go to their storefront and I see all the products that they have in there. So mm-hmm. after that, I can see what products are going well, what are not. And I can analyze the entire store and I can make a decision. So one of the best products that I found is by Storefront, you know. Mm. And as product research, another small tip, you can go in brand registry, uh, just go uh, select the monthly report, the monthly searches, and just go Mm -hmm. by niche, you know, or download the entire report, like a million keywords, and go, let's say, if you're not having uh, a lot of money. 
go from 10,000 search frequency rank lower, you know, and you can see all the products that are going to be there. You're going to be, you're going to check all of them and decide which one are you going to go. Mm-hmm. So how do you then assess like the competition, sort of what you're up against on page one for some of those keywords? Are you worried about some of the competitors that might be there, their review scores, how many reviews they've got, anything like that? Or yes. to, to how so, much does that come into it? So I check, let's say I see a keyword, right, on the mm-hmm. brand analytics. It doesn't mean if I see that keyword, that's the main keyword of that product. So I go on that keyword, take the top three competitors and uh, run them through Cerebro. And Cerebro is mm-hmm. going to give me like not the exact amount, but if a keyword has like 25,000 and another have like 2,000, it's obviously that mm-hmm. the 25,000 is the biggest, right? You that's right. And, and for the exact searches, to be honest, you don't need the exact searches for what? The thing you need is to create yourself a system which you know how many units you need to give away or and sell for that keyword per day in order to rank and maintain your rankings, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. main thing you need. You, you need the exact search volume, right? Because you need to make mm-hmm. like a system. Because if you don't have that, you won't, you won't uh, know how many units you need to give away per day to know mm-hmm. how to rank. So that's the main thing. Cool. Let's get onto the ranking then. So you've you've done the keyword research, you've sourced the product, you've optimized the listing, and then we get into the ranking side of things. So, the, are you just using Cerebro's score in terms of you know the the CPR score? Like I need to give away fifteen units a day or rebate no. fifteen units a day. What, no, what do you, I don't. How do you I don't calculate? Do that. Hmm. So what's your strategy there? Uh, so my strategy there, I just go to the search frequency rank, uh-huh. and. Uh, after that, uh, depending on uh, how many Q, how many how uh, how high the search frequency rank is over there, right? So mm-hmm. if it's around a thousand and two thousand search frequency rank, I go with around fifteen to twenty units a day to rank there, and I go from there. I can actually send you after this podcast a PDF of mine that I have that I'm following when I'm doing that, and you can attach to your group on your chat. You know. Because it's oh. like a system that I've created for my launches. Okay, that's really cool. That'd be very nice yeah. of you to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I, I can, can do share that. that in and a, and you, yes, and you can check. Yeah, yeah, you don't need like exact searches. You don't need. I mean, from my experience, you don't need exact searches. You need to have like a target and to know approximately how many units you have to give away per day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And uh, for the competition, uh, I will add a few things, a few, let's say, golden nuggets that people can use. So uh, when you're sourcing your product, make sure you're checking the website 1688.com. It's mm-hmm. the Alibaba of Chinese, you know, and you can check the prices from there. What I did with one of my products, I searched someone from Upwork who can speak like English and uh, Chinese. That website mm-hmm. is only Chinese and 95% of the sellers in there don't know how to speak English, right? Mm. So I speaking with someone in the Upwork. He went to the website. I gave them the listing. He contacted the seller and uh, we did the sourcing from there. And we are work- working with them uh, since now from there that's brilliant so yeah because yeah I've, I've heard um and i've i've actually used 1688 uh with mm-hmm. my brother uh where we were able to save 
doesn't sound like much, but we're actually able to save about a dollar a unit. But on the price of the unit, it was quite a significant amount of money. Exactly. But what we what we did though was actually say to the manufacturer that we were working with, we found pretty much exactly the same product on sixteen eighty eight, and it's a dollar cheaper. Mm-hmm. And that well, it was actually it was actually more it was che- it was even cheaper than that. But we negotiated up to about a dollar cheaper than what they'd originally quoted because of the the fact that we could point them at a at a listing on sixteen eighty eight, which was yeah saved a bit of money. Certainly, long term, it's going to save a lot of money. Yeah, it's a it's a yes, good strategy exactly. to sixteen eighty eight. And if you can found a sourcing agent that you trust mm-hmm. and you like to work with, and he's going to help you a lot with that. Because mm. an important thing about Chinese factory is that uh, 90% of the factories don't have the ex- export documents in place. So the people, the, the listings you see on Alibaba, most of them are trading companies or uh, factories who got that, got that document and they are having higher prices because of that. So if you find like a sourcing mm. agent, yeah, if you can find like a sourcing agent who can uh, get along with that and you can give them him a bit of commission. My is taking like 5% of the entire order, but he mm-hmm. always finds the best prices. That's true. Yeah, sourcing agents yeah. Are, are well worth it, I think, uh, yeah. particularly in China. Yeah, and if you're doing a lot of sourcing, then they can be extremely cost-effective. Uh, some of the bigger sellers that I know uh, here in Australia all use sourcing agents to help yeah. them. And it's it's... Time, it's a time saver, you know. It's a time saver, mm. but it's hard to find like someone to trust uh, in there in China, you know. Uh, mm. I always double check. I always double check. So he gave me a price. Mm. I go to 1688 in Alibaba. I check all the prices and everything. And after that, I make the decision. You mentioned sort of off air and you hinted at it uh, during our conversation just now about hijackers and black hats and yep. attacked and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Can you talk to me a bit more about your experience there? Yes, so last year, around uh, May, I've launched one of my products. I didn't have like brand registry or anything. I was waiting for the trademark. So here's another golden nugget. You can go to Amazon, Amazon I, on Google, type Amazon IP Accelerator. And Amazon actually partnered up with few lower lawyer firms and they can get you the brand registry 2.0 in like two weeks. Yeah, crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. that's perfect because uh, you enroll after that in Project Zero, and uh, you won't have any, you won't going to have any more hijackers, right? That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. So another thing that uh, with the hijackers and that uh, last year mm. I was buying like reviews from Facebook groups, which I do not recommend anyone to do, and my mm. brand was doing around sixty thousand a month, something like that. And wow. after yeah, and after that, all my reviews got wiped out and wiped out, and all my ASINs got blocked from receiving reviews. So just imagine you wake up tomorrow, zero reviews on all your listings. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot receive any reviews. So next month, I was doing like fifteen thousand a month, even lower. Yeah, than that. yeah. So the only so, thing that was really keeping you going was just the fact that you'd sort of achieved some rankings, and because you're ranked so high, you're yeah, still yes, getting some I, sales. That was lucky. Exactly. Yeah. You were so, very and, lucky, actually, not to have your whole account closed down. If you, yeah, that's, yeah. But a lot of sellers yeah. had this problem. They deleted around fifteen million reviews, right? I yeah, know people. Right. I know people who were selling for four hundred, like a friend of mine who was selling for four, 
400,000 a month and he got all his mm-hmm. reviews shut down and next month he was doing like 30,000. He, he had to fire like half of his team mm-hmm. because of that, right? And after mm-hmm. that, I relaunched the product. I relaunched two of my products and uh, by the start of November, a funny thing happened. One of the sellers in my niche, I don't know which one, actually hired mm-hmm. some people in uh, uh, Vietnam I think it would be mm-hmm. Vietnam. Yeah. To hijack my product. So I didn't have like brand registry. So what they did, they bought like fake units as mine, listed under my product, cut the price, get the buy box, and customers mm. were receiving the bad products. And because of that, Benefits. I received a lot of, yeah, counterfeits. And because mm. of that, I received a lot of one-star reviews and I needed to reset the listing, right? Mm. And uh, by the end of December, all my products got destroyed. And uh, I had to start all over again in January this year. Got the mm-hmm. brand registry, the project zero and all that stuff. And uh, now I'm safe, let's say. So another thing that uh, people can follow when you're checking a niche, spare like five minutes uh, to check the black hat in that niche. And here's a small tip you can do. You cannot see if the competitors are giving one stars because you cannot recognize those, right? So, but that this is a thing that a lot of uh, black sellers are doing, right? But mm-hmm. for you to see if there's a black uh, activity in that niche, all you have to do is go to main three, three to five competitors, check their top reviews, you know, click on the reviews, check their top reviews. Mm-hmm. If they have like a lot of one stars showing in there with a lot of upvotes, just so you know, the competitor upvoted their one star review in order to get higher in rank for them to uh, have lower conversion, right? Because That's customers, correct, yeah. When, yeah, when they mm-hmm. go to your product on Amazon, they check the price, they check the photos. Sometimes they check the EBC, the bullets. I don't think they check that much, but they go to mm-hmm. the reviews, right? And click the reviews yep. and 90% of them are just going to check the top reviews. And if mm. in eight reviews on the mobile, you have like eight reviews on your first page, eight or six, something like that. If mm. they see three reviews of one star, your conversion is going to go down, right? So this yep. is another thing that other sellers, competitors are doing. Just check that and you can see if there's any black hat activity in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. I, I, I was attacked um, with that strategy uh, this year. Uh, where yep. yeah, there was several one-star reviews that suddenly surfaced from two years ago that had all been upvoted by fifty or sixty times yep. uh, that were pushed pushed up, and that's a massive loophole that Amazon it has a policy about upvoting you know reviews whether they're your engineering upvoting of your own positive reviews, and indeed you're also engineering negative reviews on competitive products you know amazon's pretty explicit saying you're not allowed to do it but it is rife and it's very very hard to stamp out and they won't they just totally ignore um i just it just amazes me that amazon doesn't have some kind of upvote review velocity um you know sort of algorithm in there like if if a whole bunch of people suddenly upvote within four hours uh, you know a negative review it's so obvious and but amazon doesn't do anything about it yeah and even like that and even like that uh i think they have something because i've seen reviews that are uh, are being upvoted like 50 times and were in a fourth or fifth page they have something like that but uh the thing is 
it's extremely hard for Amazon as algorithmic wise. You need an artificial intelligence in here, right? To do that. It's, it cannot be a person. They don't have the manpower to do this. No, so you have to right. be, have like an artificial intelligence. So let's say mm. you take the average a month, right? That review was receiving like two upvotes a month or none. Mm-hmm. If all of mm-hmm. a sudden in the next month is going to receive like 20, something's fishy there, right? So yeah, they yeah. need to do, yes, they need to do something mm-hmm. about that. But if mm-hmm. you are taking in account that Amazon has a few hundred million reviews on their website, to have an algorithmic uh, machine to mm. go all that mm. it's going to be extremely difficult and uh, right now i don't think it's uh, achievable that right oh, they they amazon will find the time to resource something like this when they need to so a good example of that was the pesticides issue this year <laughs> so you know like yep. so many sellers and including some of my clients and myself and my brother all got hit with the pesticide suspended I product I issue. Yeah. yeah, all you had to say somewhere in your listing was antimicrobial or antibacterial or non-toxic, and your listing yep. was pretty much guaranteed to be shut down, right? Yep. And yeah, it was, it was an absolute mess, and they ran that algorithm across millions of products without telling anybody. And then, of course, everybody gets their product shut down, and seller support melts down because they can't cope with the amount of sellers mm-hmm. just saying, what the heck? <laughs> I'm selling like a book yep. about, you know, <laughs> yes. non-toxic so, something or other yeah. and my book's being suspended. It's not a pesticide. So, yeah, it's crazy stuff, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. I mean, I have friends and myself, but I've got my listing back in like six days, something like that. Mm. With the flat yeah, file. Yeah, flat yes, file, exactly. you, modify, yeah. Yeah, you modify the entire yeah. listing with the flat file and after that just open case and say, hey, I just modify this and it's going to be up in like a few days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually just got a client sorted out a couple of weeks ago. It took me less than 24 hours to get their products yep. back, so that was good. With that, that exact same flat file strategy, I hate working with flat files though. Oh, God, they just give me a shiver. Yeah, um, I have someone so in that product like who's doing that for me. I am not taking care of the flat files, man. It's... <laughs> com- complicated for me <laughs> i prefer that to pay be. someone like a hundred bucks do that for me and no it's not yeah. my thing uh, that's not much fun um mm-hmm. just in case one of the men- one of the things that you mentioned earlier was project zero for those that aren't aware of project zero do you want to explain what project zero is and why it's good for us sellers when we're brand yes of course yes of course but uh to uh, to go to project zero uh first they need to understand transparency Mm-hmm. So uh, in USA, transparency is an USA uh, in, from the whole USA program, right? So in transparency, when you enroll any of your products, first they were made for the beauty products in order just to have that counterfeit uh, thing pull it away, right? Mm-hmm. Where people can mm-hmm. scan the transparency code and see that's the product that's authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. did that with transparency, but it was taking way too long for that to enroll. So first you have to like two weeks to enroll. After that, you have like three to four weeks to stick the products and ship them. So it's around, let's say, two months until your first transparency codes gets in there. Another bad mm-hmm. thing was after uh, each product had to be scanned manually as a transparency, right? So the main problem is if your uh, products arrive today in the warehouse, only in like, like three or four days were scanned, all of them, if you have like 5,000 units, right? And put mm-hmm. all together. 
So Amazon actually started an inside uh, anti-hijackers project that's called Project Zero. And uh, you get that when you get the brand registry 2.0. You have to search on Amazon uh, Amazon Project Zero enrollment uh, and you can enroll in there. You add your email and all that stuff. And in like a week, you're, uh, you're enrolled. So actually you're getting like a second dashboard behind brand registry and uh, Project Zero actually... Uh, has two parts right something is like automatic you know you have like your own amazon store right www.amazon.com slash brand right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if uh, your store it's constantly being analyzed by their algorithm and if they see any other seller any other listing for those products he's going to kick them out mm -hmm. right Yes. So, uh, but the thing yes, is, yes. if yeah, if you list your products multiple times, there is going to stick. And another thing that you are going to have in the Project Zero, it's a dashboard where you can kick people out automatically. So, let's say you have like Helium Ten hijacker uh, service, they are mm -hmm. going to email you, "Hey, you have a hijacker here." You're going to go mm -hmm. into the dashboard and simply kick them out. Right. Mm. So, yeah, it sounds like brand brand gating, you know, for the bigger brands. Uh, but it's starting to roll out now for us smaller, uh, you know, brands that are trying to exactly, make a living exactly. selling on Amazon. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a great yes. it's a great program. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, it's a lot better than the transparency. To be honest, it's faster, is uh, cheaper, no sticking labels, no extra work. It's fast and went forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, transparency is uh, look. It's a good program, but yeah, to agree with you, it's a very, very yeah. complicated uh, I mean, serialized yes. barcoding. Yes. And, yeah, it's craziness. If if, if you're like Anastasia Valtershape or uh, something like uh, very expensive beauty products, you know, like uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills or Avon or anything like it, you want to put that on in order to show your customers you're not having that issue right with the uh, counterfeits but if you're like a small seller you can go with project zero no problem um what other sort of tools do you use and recommend you mentioned viral launch helium 10 uh, and also keeper are there any others that you could recommend to us so right now i'm not using viral launch i don't know but uh for mm. me personally they don't uh, uh show like in active products like they don't update the database that much in my experience, I don't know if someone likes it, it's okay with it. I use mm -hmm. Helium 10. I'm actually uh, a kind of friend, let's say, with many, and we talk a little bit about Amazon and the, all that stuff. In my uh, Facebook group, I'm also promoting mm -hmm. them. So, Helium 10. I also use Sellerboard. Sellerboard was a tool that was designed by uh, some of my Romanian friends, and uh, they did a great job. It's uh, mm. a PNL, a PNL tool, very cheap, around thirty dollars a month with autoresponder rank, ranking trackers and all that stuff. Yeah, it's uh, good. Yes, mm. the, uh, I use Kipa. And another Love thing Kipa. that I yeah. Keep it's mm. a must <laughs> if you're mm, doing product is, yeah. research it's a must mm. and another thing that i find it very very valuable it's word tree i don't think you heard about them but they no. are one of no they are the best not one of the best the best uh listing creator you don't need any copywriter any product research any indexing things after you do your thing with it so i'm going to give you like after this a link for them and uh thank you 
yeah, they are amazing. And it's very cheap. It's like $5 or $10 per listing, you know, and your listing is going to have like, is going to be the best. So uh, very short, you're putting your ASIN and uh, three to 10 competing ASINs and they are going to gather all the keywords and they are going to see the importance of the, of the keywords. And you simply, it's going to give you like a number from one to 100 to see how your listing is uh, is indexing and uh, performing, right? Com- comparing to mm-hmm. other listings. It's very nice and easy to use. That's and great. Ch- What's it called? Word tree. Yeah, word tree. Let me get that for you. One second. Yeah, I, I've not heard of word tree. It sounds really cool. Yeah. And uh, really I, cool yeah, yeah. Interesting. You can check it out. And it's super cheap. And the guys are amazing. They're, they're from uh, USA. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for those. Now, you've also got a Facebook group as well, don't you? So mm-hmm. why don't we give that a little plug? That's, yes. uh, so that's pretty cool. My, I, I joined yes, that a little so, while back. Yeah. Thank you very much. So my Facebook group is Smart Ecom. Everything in there is free. I don't have a course or anything like it. I share constantly like uh, small tips and tricks that uh, I found them useful. Uh, I also have like a blog post where I uh, sometimes... Uh, have like blog posts with tips and tricks and uh, stuff mm-hmm. sellers can use you know uh yeah i'm doing that with i have the group for like six months six to eight months something like that and yeah uh, yeah it's well that's awesome and I'll, I'll put all those links in the show notes for today's show we're actually Thank up to on. episode episode number 80 so if you head over to the australiaseller.com for yes that's a lot congrats congrats <laughs> you did an amazing job no, it's about 80 hours of me and guests just rabbiting away. Uh, what do we got? So we're, yeah, so show notes for episode 80. So if you go over to the australianseller.com forward slash 080, you'll get all the show notes and all these links to WordTree and Sellerboard and Keeper and Smart Ecom, Facebook group, the blog posts, and anything else that we can cook up together off air, Tudor. So that's uh, awesome. Well, listen, yes, sorry, any further tips and trips? tricks that you might want to share with the listeners before we sign off today my tips and tricks will be launch products today and as as soon as you can because as a a good friend of mine was telling two years from now we are going to say hey it was so easy to launch products in 2020 (laughs) i'd agree with that it was just like we said two years ago it was so easy to get reviews on amazon and then suddenly amazon Yeah, took that away as well. So, yeah, things are just definitely getting a lot harder. uh, And it's, yeah. It's like the screws keep tightening. Well, I'd agree with that. And I think, look, a lot of the reasons why things are getting a lot harder is because people keep cutting corners and doing a lot of black hat stuff and they make it, you know, Amazon has to crack down because customer privacy and all sorts of other issues keep cropping up. And, yeah. so they just have to, and we, you know, like we just get caught up in the crossfire. Us poor, you know, third-party sellers trying to make a yes. fist of it. Yes, that's the way it goes. Anyway, thank you so much for spending. Uh, thank a you good- so much for inviting me. I hope yes. I, I bring uh, some value and I can help people to be a better seller. You know, heaps of value and great experiences too. Thank, thank you, you so much, much, Tudor. And how can people get in touch with you? On Facebook. Just through the Facebook group? Tudor, yeah. Tudor Tanasi or add me as a friend. I, I'm mm-hmm. very personal and I I speak with all of the people that's contacting me. 
That's great. All right, man. Thanks so much again for coming on the show. Look forward Thank to catching you. up with you. Thanks as well. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.